If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Amen, amen. Heavenly Father, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. We thank you for your loving kindness. We praise you for your faithfulness. Father, we love you both now and forevermore. And Lord Jesus, you said, when two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is a holy gathering. We are gathered together in your name, and we know that you are in the midst of us. And wherever you are, there is peace that passes all understanding. Wherever you are, there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Wherever you are, there is perfect love that casts out all fear. Jesus, you are love, and we love you because you first loved us. And Holy Spirit, you inspired the prophet Zechariah to say these words. And ye shall ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone, grass in the field. Holy Spirit, we hear the sound of the abundance of rain. We anticipate bright clouds of your awesome power. We wait on you for showers of your unfailing love. We thank you for your presence. And Holy Spirit, we love you just for who you are. Change us from glory to glory. Fill us with your power. Saturate us with your love. Holy Spirit, rain on us. Amen, amen. We just thank God, hallelujah, for another day. Hallelujah. We just praise in you, Father God. We give you glory right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We glorify you. We put together, Father God. Hallelujah. We lift our hands up to you. We lift our hands up to heaven, Father God. Call us forth, Father God, to the glory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God. Rain upon us, Father. Rain upon us. Heavenly Father, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night.
Amen. Amen. We just give you all the glory and all the praise, God. We thank you, Father God, for your former reign and your latter reign, Father God. Reign upon us now, Father God. Open our hearts and our minds, Father God, hallelujah, that we may be able to receive, Father God, from heaven what you have predestined for us to receive, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. I come against every distraction, Spirit, Lord God, that may try to pull the minds of your people, Father God, away, Father God. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you for the table that you have prepared for us, Lord God. Allow us to sit and feast with you, Father God. Hallelujah. Receiving our daily bread, Lord God, that we may be nourished in our spirit, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. We come, Father God, expecting, Father God. Hallelujah. Healing, Father God. Deliverance, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the glory, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the fire, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your spirit, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. It's all about you, Lord God. It's all about you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's all about you in the name of Jesus.
I thank you, Jesus. I give you praise, Father God. We thank you for the spirit of praise and and, and joy and peace and love that's on this line today in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God. Lord, I bless your name. We worship you, Father God. In spirit and in truth, Father God, you said he who comes to me must come. In spirit and in truth, Father God. I ask you for your word to be made alive to us this day. In Jesus' name, Father God. From from I ask you to bless every every head, Father God, every person from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now, Father God. If there be anyone on this yes, line, Father God, that is sick in body, yes, Father Lord. God, I ask you for healing it, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet mm, in Jesus' hallelujah. name. I thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. I give you praise. Yes, I worship you, Father God. I ask you, Father God, on tonight that you would touch the man of God, Father God, as we go tonight, Father God, to bring your word. I ask you, Lord, to bless his tongue, Father God, that he would speak the words that you would have to go forth in Jesus' name. Father God, that he puts himself behind, Father God, and allows you to come forth as, as you are, Father God. God yourself. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, honor, and glory for what's about to happen next night, and that every heart would be from you on this day in Jesus' amen. mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Let's keep this going. Hallelujah. God wants to take us higher. God wants to take us higher. Hallelujah. Let's continue to praise God. Continue to lift up his name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Continue to lift up his name. Raise your hands wherever you may be at. Put the phone down. Hallelujah. And just raise your hand and begin to give God praise. Praise his name, for he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Praise. Reach up and grab for what it is you need from God. Speak unto him now. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Let him know how much you love him. Because he, he loves you first, hallelujah, he took you out of the dirt, hallelujah, the muck, hallelujah, the darkness that you were in, and he set you up in the hill, in the light, let him know that you appreciate him, let him know that you reverence him, let him know, hallelujah, how much you appreciate everything that he is doing, even the breath of life that he has given you in this day, to rise up to a new day, he did that, hallelujah, give him praise, we all have something to praise God about, hallelujah, glory be to God, this is the time, this is the Hour. Hallelujah. He wants us to press in. Let's press in. Hallelujah. Go further. Let's go to the place called there. Hallelujah. There. Hallelujah. That's where we want to go. We're not satisfied with where we're at, Lord God. We want to go higher in the name of Jesus. We want to go deeper in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. We glorify your name. We glorify you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord God, for being God and God alone. We thank you, Lord God, for the technology you have given, that we are able to come together, Father God, from coast to coast, city to city, and country to country, and praise you, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord God. Pull our minds and our hearts in, Father God. Let us be on one accord, on one mind, Father God. Hallelujah. Reverencing you, Father God. Hallelujah. We come against every distraction spirit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory be to God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Release your spirits. Release your spirit upon this line. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. You're welcome, Holy Spirit. You're welcome, Holy Ghost. Come down now. Come, come, come invade this place in every home, in every house. 
house. Invade now, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Lord, we just bless your name, oh God. Lord, we thank you for your presence, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God. Hallelujah. Uh, this is Prophet Ashton. I just want to thank Sister Amina for that beautiful prayer. Yes, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and for worshiping in the the, um, the anointing of the Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Next, we're going to have a scripture reading by Sister Yvette. Sister Yvette, are you with us? Yes, ma'am. I'm here. God bless you. Amen. Sister Yvette, we'll come. You can go ahead and go forth with your scripture reading at this time. Amen. So the scripture tonight, God bless everyone on the line. Peace and blessings to you. Um, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in the eyesight. O oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The scripture tonight is Matthew 13. Um, I'm going to read from 1 to 8. The Amen. Same day Amen. Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for the um, reading of the word, Sister Yvette. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now we're going to go forth with the welcome um, of um, Minister Prophet Baxter. Amen. Amen. We just want to give time to thank each and every person that has come upon the line. Hallelujah there. There are many I see on the line here, and I just want to give those that are first time. Uh, visitors onto the line, hallelujah, an opportunity to introduce themselves so that we can welcome them and thank them for coming on and joining us tonight. Is there any first-time visitors that have uh, come upon the line? This is your opportunity. Just share your name. It's not to embarrass you. It's just to welcome you. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, we just welcome each and every individual that is on the line with us this afternoon. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise, honor, and glory. Hallelujah. There is something that God has for us to receive. Hallelujah. If we are here, this is a divine appointment. Hallelujah. I just thank God for what he is doing in this hour, in the season, in the life of his people. And we just welcome each and every person. We love you. We love you. We love you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this hour and this time. In the name of Jesus. Now I'm going to go forth with the announcements as follows. For those of you who are, who are new to the line and would like to join um, NBKI on Thursday night Bible studies, we have Bible studies on every Thursday night at 6 Pacific Standard Time and 9 Eastern Standard Time. And that number is 559 559- Seven two six one two zero zero, and the code to get in to enter is two eight one eight zero seven. Again, the number is five five nine seven two six one two zero zero, and the code to enter in is two eight one eight zero seven. We also on Saturday mornings have an hour of power, hour of prayer. For all of the members and the followers and anyone who would like to join in for our prayer on Saturday, the time for that is 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time at the same number, 
So you tell a friend and tell a friend to tell a friend to come out and join us and be blessed even on Thursday night and Saturday for a mighty move of the Lord. Come in and just get healed, delivered, and set free in whatever the Lord has for you. So don't miss out on the chance to come out and um, come out on the line to hear a word from the Lord in the name of Jesus. So now I'm going to turn it back over to Prophet Baxter. This is a man of God for all of those who don't know. Amen, amen. So what we're going to do here is we're just going to go ahead and go into another uh, song selection here before we move forward into the word. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. How many of us know that it's God that brought us this far, that we would not have made it this far if it wasn't for him? We give you all the glory, God, for just taking us and carrying us through, Father God, those hard times, those rough times, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We just give you glory. Hallelujah. How many of us on this line have gone through some times where we had no clue of how we were going to get out. Hallelujah. How many of us come from a place of addiction or a place of, of prostitution or, 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 or have gone through verbal or physical abuse and had no understanding or way how we were going to get out? But if it wasn't for the Lord, hallelujah, we never would have made it. I would have lost it all, but now I see how you were there for me, and I can say, never would have made it, never could have made it without you, I would have lost it all, but now Yes, Lord. I'm wiser. I'm better. Much better. Yes, Lord.
Hallelujah. All the apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and preachers in their rightful position, and all of the visitors, we just thank God for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you've come expecting because God does have a word for his people today. God does have a word for his people today. Hallelujah. I was sitting up last night asking God, what does he have for the people? And he led me to a young man in the Bible named Mesibapheth. Hallelujah. Mesibapheth. And he was showing me with him how he was a lame. He was lame and crippled. And it just, it, it came to me, how many of us are crippled? We've been, we've been mishandled, misused, our, uh, 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 rejection, abandonment, all these things fall upon us that take us away from the identity, hallelujah, that God has given us from the beginning. And we begin to chase after things of this world to bring some type of identity to ourselves, jobs and and homes and money and and and, and uh, significant others to uh, make us, Hallelujah, feel better about ourselves and like we are somebody or worth something, Hallelujah. A lot of times people will ask you, you know, well, uh, what type of work do you do? Because to the world, your work identifies you. How much money you have in your bank account identifies who you are, what you look like identifies who you are to some people here in the world. But when it comes to this gentleman here and the story between him and David, we're able to see how God's love, how Christ's love for us really is symbolized in this story. If you can turn with me, we're going to be reading Second Samuel chapter 4. In verse 4, we're also going to skip over and read Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 6 through 9. First, let's start off with Second Samuel 4 and verse 4. Second Samuel 4 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Second Samuel 4 and verse 4, hallelujah, it reads, Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son whose name, well, excuse me, was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came to Jezreel. And his nurse took him up and fled. And it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. His name was Mephibosheth. All right, let's go a couple chapters here to chapter 9. And we're going to read verse 6 through 8. Excuse me, 6 through 8. It says, Now when Mephibosheth the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David. He fell on his feet and 
prostrate himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness. For Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I, that you should look upon such a dead dog as I. We must understand that Jonathan was the son of Saul, a king. But as David was anointed by Samuel to be an up-and-coming king, and Saul, knowing that his kingship was being stripped away from him from the conversation that God had with him. That as David slayed Goliath and the people begin to uh, uh, give him uh, honor, I think it spoke about him saying uh, the, the, the singers or the women were saying that Saul slayed a thousand but David ten thousand and Saul began to get jealous. But in that story, Jonathan, knowing that David was going to be a king, that it was not going to fall upon him as it should have because he was the lineage of Saul, Jonathan knew that David was going to become king, and he made a covenant. They made a covenant that said that he would remember the um, the bloodline of Saul, that he would remember them, that he would show kindness towards them. Because you have to understand, in those days, when the kingship would, would shift from one bloodline to another, they would basically kill that whole bloodline so that no one can come against the new king and try to take over that kingship. But David said, he will, and they made this covenant. Now, as Jonathan and Saul were killed in a battle, it shows us here that the servant dropped this young baby at a very young age. At a very young age. And so this child was lame. Mesebethus, that name stands for destroying shame, destroying shame, hallelujah. So we can see that the name that he carried, as we go through this, you will find how he destroyed shame. But in that time period, he was pretty shameful because of the uh, ailment that he carried. Dispeller of shame is what Mephesetus, I'm sorry, it's a tongue twister for me, hallelujah, hallelujah. Dispeller of shame are of Baal, of Baal. Now, if we look at shame, it's a condition of humiliating disgrace or disrespect. So being from a king,
kingship bloodline and having this ailment was not a good look for him. It wasn't a good look for him. And individuals begin to probably talk about him, put him down, and all these type of things that may have went on with him. The Bible talks about that he was lame in his feet. So he was considered unfit to carry out the duties of a king, our sovereignty, our sovereignty. How many of us have gone through some things in life, and as we have been called by God to an office in his kingdom, feel within themselves unfit based upon the things that have happened, the things that have gone on, the the wounds that they may carry. We even see uh, Paul, he talks about the thorn or the thorn in his flesh. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we can see here <laughs> that through the uh, lameness that he carried, that sometimes it can get into our mind or the enemy can use that against us to make us feel like we're unfit for what it is that God has called for us to do. What God has called for us to do. Some of us may have been into some things. Some women may, who knows, prostitution may have been in a lot of different things in life. Some males may have been drug users, abusers, things of this nature. But hallelujah, do you know when God has called you for such a thing that he knew who you are, he knows who you are, not, and he knows what you've done. But you're not who what you've done, you're who God has called you to be. Hallelujah. And those things that we go through are just preparation for what he is calling us towards to do. Hallelujah. I come to find for myself that a lot of the things that I've gone through is not for me, but it's for the people that God will have me to minister to. As yourself, the things that you have gone through, they're not for you. They're for the people that God is going to have for you to minister to. Why? Because you have overcome that thing. You've overcome that spirit. And as you have overcome that spirit, now you have an anointing, hallelujah, to come against that spirit in others. In others. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Abandonment. The Bible tells us that his father and his grandfather all of a sudden in one day died. He was abandoned. And then them being abandoned, he knew that they were coming into the town to do more damage. And the, 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 the servant, hallelujah, took him and ran away. So now he is without his father, he's without his grandfather, hallelujah, and he's abandoned. And abandoned is what happens. Rejection is the feeling that we feel. So he felt rejection from the abandonment that took place. Many of us, as we go through life, we have parents, we have loved ones, hallelujah, that abandon us, that don't treat us in a fashion and way that uh, that we feel uh, we ought to be treated with love, with kindness, with respect, or in some cases, they just abandon us. In this generation, we have a lot of individuals that, hallelujah, grow up with mothers, but the father's nowhere around. 
Hallelujah. We have some that have grown up where the mother and father may have been drug users that now we've been put into uh, the system. Hallelujah. And that can create an abandonment. It can create rejection, hallelujah, that we carry even on to today. Even on to today. As I've spoken with uh, some leaders, hallelujah, and we look back into their life, hallelujah, we can see where the wound of abandonment, the wound of rejection is still with them. Hallelujah. In some of the ways that they act and some of the things that they do. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. But I thank God, hallelujah, that he is a healer. He's a restorer. Hallelujah. That as we are able to come, hallelujah, and uh, petition him and give it to him that he can heal it as we are able to recognize (laughs) what it is and why it is we respond and do the things that we do based upon the wound that comes from the abandonment. He was abandoned. Not that he wanted to be and not that his parents or his father or grandfather wanted to abandon him, but it happened. One of the things that we must understand is that a lot of times the individuals that abandon us or or reject us have been abandoned and rejected themselves. This is why it says, hallelujah, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, hallelujah, against rulers in high places, because it's not the person. If we are made in God's image, we're made in love. We're made to love. But there are times, hallelujah, where things can come upon us, hallelujah, that gets us to respond and react in a way that's outside of God. That begins to work on our soul. That begins to work on how we think, how we process things, based upon the wounds and things that we deal with to where we react and we respond in a way that is not conducive to the will of God or his kingdom. Rejection, abandonment. Rejection, abandonment. Look, If we look at this up-and-coming generation, because what comes with rejection and abandonment is rage and anger. And if we look at the teenagers today, not all, But some, they're very angry, but they have no reason to be, but they are, because that spirit of rejection goes from generation to generation, and as it goes from generation to generation, what takes place is it gains momentum. It gets stronger and stronger. So it was a time where you may slam the door because you're mad at your mom, but today they shooting their mother because their mother won't give them what they want. Why? Because of the spirit of anger, the spirit of rage. You'll see on the news at least once a month somebody doing something to their parents. You'll come today and you can ask parents, How do you, are you scared of your child? You'll find that there are parents that are scared of their children, of what they will do to them. That's not the position, that's not the structuring of family that God has set forth to where the child runs the parents because that's what's taking place today. Why? Because of rejection. And it may not be in that, that generation, but it, it, it goes from generation to generation. So what took place here is his father, Jonathan, and his grandfather, Saul, were murdered in a war. And he was left abandoned. He was left abandoned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that his guardian dropped him 
and he became lame. His guardian dropped him trying to get out before the, they came and did harm to them all, so they, she happened to drop him. It wasn't that she wanted to drop him. It was just she was moving so fast and so quick that she just dropped him. How many of us have been mishandled by the people that were supposed to take care of us? How many of us were crippled by the people that were supposed to take care of us? What do I mean by crippled? Well, what I'm talking about, sometimes, you know, people can just speak things over us, like, you know, you'll never amount to nothing. You're no good. You know, why did I have you anyway? These things cripple us. How many of us maybe were verbally abused, maybe sexually abused by those that were supposed to be there for us and love us? Even family members, cousins, cousins and, 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 and neighbors across the street, babysitters that were supposed to take care of you, but they're doing things to you that they have no business doing. These things cripple us. They cripple us. This young man lost his father, he lost his grandfather. He's just a young man, five, seven years old, and he's in the protection of this servant, this guardian, and she drops him. Now he's lame. He's lame. He's lame. As I read this and I begin to just ponder upon this, the Spirit of the Lord began to show me that this is the state of his people. This is the state of his people, is that we are crippled. We all are crippled. We all have, have, have gone through some traumatic events in life. We all, hallelujah, somewhere in our life, had lost the identity that God had given us from the beginning of time. We all had chased to try to find something to make us feel like we were somebody. We all have done it. We all have done it. As we look into Second uh, uh, Samuel uh, chapter 9, it talks about uh, uh, where he went. He went to a place called Lodabar. Lodabar. Lodabar in the Hebrew is pastoralist, pastorless, not pastorless, but pastorless. What I mean by that is a pastor where you keep your sheep, where there's safety and protection. There was no safety and protection in the land and where he went. He was not protected. He was outside of the house of God. So what that tells me, I look at that and I say, well, when I was outside of the house of God, you know, I was being mistreated, I was being misused, people were, were doing me wrong, and, I, you know, I already felt bad, and all they were doing was making me feel even worse. So I'm just picturing this young man being in a place where he had no protection, no one to protect him, no one to guide him, no one to lead him. What could it have done to him? What did it do to you? What did it do to you? Being outside of the house of God, outside of the pastor. You know, we are all sheep. And if we go outside of the pastor, hallelujah, there's nothing but wolves out there. And we getting bit 
at the ankles and and and, and they coming for the neck and and then you you may have two or three just hanging off of you. Hallelujah, glory be to God. And you're trying to run back, Hallelujah, to get back into the pasture as the shepherd calls out your name because he knows each and every sheep. <laughs> And he sees that there's one missing. And the Bible tells us, hallelujah, that he will leave the 99 and go find that one sheep. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for, for, for taking the time out. How to taking the time out of leaving all the others just to come find me. Just to come find you. Hallelujah. Crippled. Oh, Lord, crippled. Out of your mind. Not knowing if you need to go left or right, up or down. Hallelujah. Wasn't even thinking about the shepherd. Wasn't even thinking about the shepherd. But he was thinking about you. Oh, yes, he was. He was thinking about you. Lord have mercy. He seen you when you were creeping out of the pasture. Mm-hmm. And he was calling your name. But see, at that time, the wolves weren't messing with you. The wolves weren't messing with you. It's like the prodigal son when he took his inheritance and he went out and wasted it on wine and drink and women. Hallelujah. But when it all ran out and he began to thirst, he was hungry. He was hungry for the things that were in the house, the love, the kindness. Hallelujah. But out in the other country, outside of the pastor, you don't get that. And if you know the story about the prodigal son, he went to a man of that country. Oh, that's the enemy. Yes, it is. And what did he do? He put him in a humiliating position in a pig's pen to tend to the pigs. Now, what has a Jew and a pig got in common? That's the most dirtiest, most filthiest thing. And then you have these people walking by knowing that you're a Jew in a pig's pen. They're like, something wrong with this picture. So humiliating. How many of us were humiliated, being crippled, being abandoned, but we were humiliated by some of the things that maybe we have done, some of the things that were done to us, the guilt and the shame that we carried outside of the pastor because we were in our Lodabar as Mesebethus was. Outside of the past, being beat down, talked about, misused, abused, crippled, not being able to fend for himself. People just just doing him all kind of ways. Many of us have lived that life of this young man. This 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 is wasn't this was not supposed to be. He was just a young boy. He, he didn't cause this lameness to happen to himself, but it happened. He didn't expect for his grandfather and his father to die all in the same day, but it happened. Many of us are holding on to things that have happened in our lives that we need to let go of. That guilt, that shame of some of the things, some of the choices we made. Hallelujah. 
some of the things that may have taken place in our lives, the abuse that may have taken place in our lives. We need to let that go. No, it wasn't your fault. But it happened. But it happened. But it happened. I wonder, I wonder, how did he feel? Did he ever think about, I'm going to get revenge upon these people that killed my parent, my dad, and my grandfather? Did he, did he think that way? Because that's the way a lot of us think. I'm going to get them back. I'm going to get them back. The Bible really doesn't speak too much of that, but it lets us know that he had a very low self-esteem, a low self-worth. He didn't really care too much about himself as he stayed in a country called Lodabar with strangers. He lived in a stranger's house, like an orphan, because his father and his grandfather had passed. But he's <laughs> he's the lineage of a king, but he's living as a peasant. How many of you guys are living underneath who you are? Our father is a king, and we are king's kids, but do we think that way? Are we living that way? Even in the midst of the things that we are dealing with, do we understand that there is a purpose behind it all? There's a purpose behind it all. Do we understand that we are children of the Most High God? Even in the state of what we may be dealing with or going through, Financially, spiritually, physically, we are still God's children. He says to look unto the hills to where your help comes from. But I find many looking down to the ground because of the shame, because of the guilt, because they've given up. But I'm here to tell you that as David called out looking for this young man, Christ is calling out looking for you to bring you back and put you back into a position as a king's child at the king's table. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Second Samuel chapter 9. And we're just going to go down. We're going to start at verse one, because this 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 story here is this 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 story is awesome. First Samuel chapter nine, and we're going to start here at verse one. We're going to start at verse one. <laughs> Hallelujah, glory be to God. The Bible tells us it says, "Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left?" of the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Now, we must understand one thing. Again, David is now king. Now, being the king, he, by right, is supposed to just wipe out all of Saul's 
family, all the men of Saul he is supposed to wipe out. But he made a covenant with Jonathan. And he's keeping his covenant of showing kindness to the lineage, anyone that is still alive of the house of Saul. So he's seeking out now anyone because he does not know. He's just coming back from war. He has mighty men that, that are warriors, that are killers all around him, that are, are serving him. And now he's showing an act of mercy and kindness. It says here in verse 2, it says, And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Verse 3, Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. My God. So now not only of this of Saul, but this is his friend that he loved son. This is Jonathan's son. And he tells him that he is lame in his feet. Now let me tell you something. This this Ziba must have knew that he was about to be blessed. So he told him something that he didn't even ask. He said that he was lame in his feet. So that's showing that he's crippled, that he got some issues, that he's not worth anything. You see, whenever you are about to be blessed, there's always somebody that wants to come in and point out your weaknesses. They want to point out your mess. They want to talk about some of the things that you may have done in your past or what you're going through in your life. But see, the thing here is that David does not care about any of that. All he wants to do is show mercy upon whoever is still living of the house of Saul. You see, Christ is not worried about what we've been or what we've been going through. He shows mercy upon us. I come from a, 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 an addictive lifestyle, being a womanizer in my past, all that. But his mercy, the Bible says, endures forever. His mercy endures forever. And so with this Ziba, Ziba pointed this out, but what he says, he says, so the king said to Ziba, where is he? He didn't even pay attention to that. He said, where is he? And Ziba said, verse 4, to the king, indeed, he is in the house of Mashar, the son of Amil, I may be mispronouncing that, in Lodabar. So he's letting him know that he's in a pastorless place. He's in a place where he may be being mistreated, talked about, used and abused, thrown, thrown to the corner. He's in that type of place. Verse 5 says, And the king sent and brought out of the house of Meshra, the son of Emil, from Lodabar. So now he goes and gets him. 
where were you at when Christ came and got you? Some people I know that were in crack houses. Some people I know were on the street. Some people I know had a gun to their head. Some people I know had a knife to their wrist. We, some people were at the lowest depths of life when Christ came and got them. But it's not that he hadn't tried to get them prior. They just weren't hearing the voice. It seems like in those desperate times, those times where another inch, another millisecond that we hear and we're willing to accept. So he called out and he came and he got him with all of his flaws and all. With all of his flaws and all. Let me tell you something. (laughs) The church... It's a hospital. It's a hospital. It's where wounded folks go. So I don't understand where they got the term church hurt. Hurt people hurt people. And there's a bunch of people in the church that are hurt. And they're trying to work out their salvation. And and, and when they slip and fall and do things wrong and this and that and the third, you know, we have grace and mercy that covers us through the process of our salvation. It says work out your own salvation. That means it's going to be a process. So as we go through this hurting of people saying and doing, hallelujah, we must be able to stand in love. Don't let nobody run you about a church because that's where you're getting fed. Don't let that happen, but love the person and pray for them. I'll give you that one. That that one I'll give for free. Amen. All right, so let's go on back. Verse 6, now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. You got to understand one thing. He had no clue of why he was being called by the king. But you can probably guarantee he assumed that he was about to get killed because the king found out that there was still one individual that was attached to King Saul that had to be murdered because, by right, he had the ability uh, of, of, I'm not going to say taking the throne, but he was the last heir of of Saul, who was the king. So you can imagine what's going through his head. But what David says to him is this. He says, do not fear, verse 7, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. For Jonathan, your father's sake. You see, this is the reason why David showed kindness to Jonathan, or excuse me, to Mephibosheth. I'll get that name right before the end of this service. (laughs) Amen. Glory be to God. But this is the reason why he showed this kindness. Now, Christ, there was no reason of him showing the kindness towards us to pull us out of the stuff that we were in, crippled, Flaws and all. There was no reason but love. 
the Bible says that God gave his only begotten son so that we may be able to have eternal life. David made a covenant with Jonathan that if there be any lineage of the house of Saul, that I will show kindness. So he held up to the covenant that he made with his friend Jonathan. Let me ask you, have you ever made a covenant with your so-called best friend? Did you hold up to it? He had the ability of saying, I am the son of Saul, and by right, the heir of the throne. And David still had mercy upon him, even though he had that ability, because of the covenant that he made and the love that he had for his friend Jonathan. That's a true friend. That's a true friend. He goes on to say, hallelujah, he said, I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to realize when he was a young child in the house of the king, he knew who he was. But as everything had transpired in his life, he forgot his identity. He was in a pastorless place, being misused, being mistreated, being spoken about, hallelujah, and spoken of in a very negative way, forgotten about, hallelujah. But let me tell you something. See, David can understand that because David felt that same way as he was forgotten about, as he tended the sheep as he had his brothers that talked about him. Hallelujah. Even when he was uh, about to slay Goliath, hallelujah, his brothers said, why don't you go back to your old sheep over there? You ain't got no business over here. Hallelujah. But what David did is he didn't pay no attention to what his brothers said. The Bible said he turned, and when he turned, he was looking at Saul, and Saul began to tell him, okay, if you feel you can, then, hey, go forth and do it. Saul had uh, faith in him. Hallelujah. This is before the uh, uh, jealousy uh, came upon Saul and he wanted to kill David. Hallelujah. What he ended up doing was he gave him back everything that was his. He gave him back the land. He gave him back. Hallelujah. And then in giving him everything back, he said, you are going to eat at the king's table. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. And as he received what the king had stated, he did not know how to receive it because he looked at himself as nothing. He looked at himself as nothing. 
Do you realize, hallelujah, that when prophecy is given to you and it's given that you are going to be wealthy, that you are going to live this and you're going to live that, that a lot of times, hallelujah, we can't receive it because of the way we see our own self? And do you know that as you cannot receive that word, hallelujah, how can that word come to pass? A lot of individuals want to know why is it that these things that I'm hearing are not coming to pass? Have you looked at what's going on within yourself and have you really received the word in your heart or is it just in your head? Just in your head. A lot of times God is preparing us, hallelujah, for what it is that he is about to do. Hallelujah. But in the preparation, hallelujah, we get more stuck, hallelujah, in the oppression and the depression that we lose out. We miss the bus. We miss the airplane. Hallelujah. And we have to wait for the next flight to come because God is going to bring it around again. But he's trying to prepare some of us for what he has in store for us. Hallelujah. This man received everything that was his through inheritance. Do you know that whatever, let me tell you something. The Bible says that we are heirs to the throne of grace. If we're heirs to the throne of grace, that means that we have an inheritance. So everything that is Christ is ours. We have an inheritance. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. But how do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a king's kid, someone that is is, 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 is going to receive something, that knows that, hey, I have an inheritance in heaven that Christ has told me that is mine, and it's mine. Or are we thinking that I'm not worthy? You know, I shot somebody around 20 years ago. You know, I, I robbed some banks. For y'all women, I mistreated a whole bunch of men. I done, I done took they, they took them and ran through their bank account, and once all the money was gone, I left them. I've done some stuff. I'm not worthy. Then you have those that have been talked about, ridiculed, verbally abused, physically abused. Hallelujah. But do you know that there is an inheritance for you? There is an inheritance for you. You're not what you've born. Hallelujah a child of God, with purpose, with destiny, written all over your life. Hallelujah. A very important person you are. Let no one tell you anything else. You are very important to God. Very important to God. I have a book that is going to be coming out in the summer. It's called Rejected by Man and Accepted by God. Because we lose our identity Hallelujah, by the things that are spoken over us and to us and done to us as we grow up and we try to find our identity in the world. And as we try to find our identity in the world, we begin to turn the wrong things because everything we think we can find our identity in does not fulfill that place in us because the only thing that can fulfill that place is Jesus. And where is our identity wrapped up? In Christ. And as we find our true identity, now we can begin to see the purpose of why we were created. Because he will begin to give that to you through visions and dreams. I've heard it too many times. Inheritance. God has an inheritance for each and every one of us. But as 
this young man stated, why are you showing mercy to someone like me, a nobody? Can't you see I'm crippled? I'm jacked up and sideways. I ain't good for nothing. Everybody's been telling me that. I believe that. Why are you doing this for me? Because he loves us. He died for us. And he rose. And as he rose, he went back up to heaven, and he loved us so much that he allowed his spirit to to rest here on the earth, to guide us, to direct us, to protect us, to comfort us, and to give us revelation and mysteries of heaven so that we can fulfill the purpose and destiny that he has set for our life. If you read further down in that story, you will find where the servant Neva tried to set him up because he wanted the land. He wanted everything that was given to him by the king. So what ended up happening was they split the land 50-50. But you know what? The young man didn't care about the land. He didn't care about the land. He cared about the king. Let me ask you this question. Do you care about the Lord or do you care about what he can offer, the gifts, the talents? the prosperity as they have been preaching over the past 20 years, or is it just a love for Christ himself, for what he has done, for going to the cross and shedding his blood so that you and I have the ability to live eternally in heaven? What is your answer? What is your answer? Hallelujah. He he left his royalty in heaven to come down here to live as a mortal man to show us to give us the blueprint to 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 set up the structure of the church so that we may be able to live here on earth as it is in heaven everything He has waiting. He's saying, come to the table and dine, for this is your rightful place. I have a table and chair prepared and waiting for you, despite your flaws, despite what you've done. You are a very important person. No, you don't have to enter in through the back door and walk through the kitchen. No, you come through the front door. And my servants will put slippers on your feet. They will put new clothes on your back. They will put a ring on your finger. And they will walk you to your chair. This is your chair. And you will eat here and dine here every evening with me for eternity. You are a very important person to the Lord. And let no man tell you anything different. This young man received everything back that was given to his, uh, that that was of his grandfather, Saul. He even had a son. And his son and himself and his family were being served by the servants of his grandfather that were under David, but David said, no, you that were over Saul, that were Saul's servants, now you're going to serve Saul's grandson. No longer serve me, serve him. 
And so he was repositioned as a king. He didn't have the actual kingly position that was David's, but David gave him something very close to that. That was land, that was authority, and that was power that he gave back to him. Do you know when you come into the house of the Lord, when you give your life to God, that God gives you the authority by Christ Jesus and through his spirit you have the power, hallelujah, to come up against every demonic principality and force that may come your way. But see, what happens a lot of times is we look at ourselves as the world sees us and not for who we are, but for what we've been told we are, told we are. I want to pray for anyone on the line that has gone through being crippled, that is going through a low self-esteem, low self-worth, hallelujah, that God has called, hallelujah, glory be to God, to the table to feast with him. But even sitting at the table, you feel like you don't belong there. Hallelujah. That the chair in which you are sitting and you feel is not yours, you're just occupying it until they figure out that you're not the person that they thought you were and kick you out. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of individuals, sometimes when good things begin to happen, they're always waiting for the the, the shoe to fall. They're always waiting for, for, for things to shift back to the way that they were, to where nothing good can happen and they were being mistreated and talked about. They always, because they, they, they the wounds, hallelujah, of those words, of those things, hallelujah, are still healing. But God says that I will heal all your wounds. I will heal all your wounds. Hallelujah. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give praise and honor unto you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, for calling us back, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that we're able to dine and feast with you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Christ Jesus, for leaving your royalty in heaven and coming down upon the earth and dying for our sins. Hallelujah. That we may be able to live eternally and dine eternally with the Father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. That we're able to see today that we are important. We're very important people to you, despite what people say, despite what people have done, even despite what people are doing and saying, even now, Lord God, that we can rely on and depend on, Lord God, your spirit, Lord God, knowing that we are important to you. We've always been important, Lord God, for you have rescued us, you have saved us, you have positioned us, Father God, in places, hallelujah, Lord God, that we never would have assumed that we would be in, Lord God, coming from where we come from. And we just glorify your name. We thank you, Father God, hallelujah, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And is there anyone upon this line that does not know God, that does not know God and is saying, Lord, that is me? Hallelujah. I'm depressed. I'm oppressed. I have no self-esteem or self-worth. Hallelujah. God, I want to know you. I want to grow in you. I want you to live in me. Is there anyone upon this line? Hallelujah. Now, just, just say your name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Say, this is me. Hallelujah. Say, this is me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're just going to go over to sinner's prayer. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Just repeat after me, Lord God. Yes, Lord, I am a sinner. Hallelujah. I've been living life, Father God, the way that I chose to live it. And today, I wish to come back home to you. Lord God, I believe, hallelujah, that you died and that you rose again, that you shed your blood on Calvary for my sins. And I thank you. I invite you into my life to be the head of my life. Guide me and direct me from this day forth. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. They are rejoicing in heaven now. Hallelujah. For those that did not know God, even for those that have backslid, hallelujah, and want to get their life right with God, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you are going to do in their lives. We thank you, Father God. I even pray that you may visit them on tonight, Father God. Minister to their spirit. Touch their heart. Touch their soul. Let them feel the love of heaven all over them, Father God. Hallelujah. That they may draw closer to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We give honor, Lord God, and we give praise for everything, Father God, that has been done in this day and in this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Glory be to God. Lord God, we just thank you. My God, my God, we just thank you. We just thank you. We just thank you. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah! A lot of a lot of people. I'm, it's like I'm I'm seeing a lot of us wear these masks. It's like I'm seeing these masks, and I'm seeing just hurt, low self esteem, low self worth. But but the mask, it looks like you got everything going on. God is saying, take the mask off. He's saying, come to me. And lay everything at my feet, and I will give you rest. There's a lot of heaviness I'm feeling, worried, stressed, financial issues, even relationship issues. God is saying, lay it at my feet. Sometimes we are going through things and God is wanting to move, but we feel like he won't do it for me. Who am I that God will just just work this out for me? We can say it. We say all we have, we have the church lingo down, the church etiquette down. We have it all down, but inside of our heart, there's another there's something totally different being spoken. I don't know who this is for, but there's something totally different being spoken. Yes, we bless and highly favored. I yes, but there's some other things in the heart that is being spoken that God hears. And God wants to shift and change some things in your life. 
I'm seeing a long table, and I'm seeing four or five chairs empty. God is saying, these are your chairs. Why haven't you come to dine with me? It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing four or five scrolls, and, and I believe these scrolls are for each and every individual that is supposed to be sitting down of some things that God wants to release in your life. But he can't read the scroll because you ain't there to receive what it is that he wants to read to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm even seeing where there was someone upon this line that hung up because a distraction came in, and they missed it because there was something that God had for them. They missed it. Hallelujah. I hope they listened to the archive message. Hallelujah. So that they may receive what God had for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I come against the spirit of self-pity. I come against the spirit of low self-esteem and low self-worth. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are more than what you think you are. You're worth more than what you think you are. Hallelujah. How many of would you go to a job having 20 years of experience and work for minimum wage? No, because you know you're worth more. You're worth more to Christ. You're worth more to Christ than what you think about yourself. Hold your head up. Seek the face of God. Glory be to God. I dispel every word curse that has been spoken over the lives of your people. Those words, Lord God, that have penetrated their soul, Lord God. I pray that your doodless power, Father God, may go in and uproot, Father God, from the root, every word curse that has been spoken, Lord God, and that you may heal, Father God, their soul, that they may prosper as their soul prospers, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ, do it, Lord God, now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We're going to move into our time of offering. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It does cost us to be on the air here. Hallelujah. And we are looking at moving and doing some other things, streaming uh, a live uh, services and some other things here locally, Lord God, I thank you. Hallelujah. And we're just asking if the Lord has placed upon your heart to sow a seed uh, into MBKI, hallelujah, you can do that by going to our website at mbkministries.com, and at the bottom of the uh, site, you'll see a donate button. You can click on that donate button, and whatever the Lord puts upon your heart to sow in, uh, we will we bless you for it in the name of Jesus, and we will pray over that, that that seed brings forth a hundredfold harvest into your life in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. We give praise and we give honor. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Listen. God is calling us to come in 
to come to the table. We're in the house, but we haven't come to the table. We're in the bathroom or the kitchen or the bedroom or playing out front, but we haven't come in to sit down at the table because some of us don't feel worthy enough to come sit and dine with the Lord. David called this young man. He sought him out. No one thought that there was anyone of Saul's bloodline left as far as males. But David, after he had came from war and everything was settling down, he remembered the covenant that he made. And he sought out to find anyone that was a part of the lineage of Saul. Christ is calling out, looking for his remnant. Calling out, seeking his remnant to draw them in and give them back everything that the enemy has stolen from them. And to set them at the table to feast with him for eternity. God is calling you in so that he can give you everything that has been stolen. From your teenage years, from your young adult years, up until today, there has been things that the enemy God wants to get and give back to you. For those of you that lived in Lodabar, welcome into the pastors, into the house of the Lord. And for those that have been in the house, come dine, come sit at the table. Receive from the Lord your inheritance. We thank each and every individual that has come upon the line tonight to receive the word from the Lord. I pray that you do not leave the same as you came in. I pray that this word may settle in your spirit, that you just won't hear it, but you will apply it. Change the way that you see yourself. Don't look at yourself as that low person, that no good person, but look at yourself as a king's kid, that everything that you may have done is just that, what you've done. But who you are is a child of the living God. Despite how people treat you or what people say about you, you are a child of God. Amen. Amen. Again, we thank each and every person. Join us on Thursday for Beta Mentoring, our conference line. Hallelujah. We're going to have a special guest here, uh, not this coming up Thursday, but next Thursday. Chief Apostle Rodney Tate will be on the line giving a powerful teaching. Hallelujah. And I'm trying to get him on the line here uh, this following Sunday, this coming up Sunday. I'm going to ask him if he can come and give us a word from the Lord, my spiritual father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we give praise and honor to you. Now, the, the number uh, for our Thursday night beta mentoring conference line is 559 559- 
726-1200, and the code is 2807-POUND. Remember, walk by faith and not by sight. Be blessed. We'll see you soon.